0: We're doing a series on the life of Abraham, and uh, we're going to go ahead and dismiss the children at this point. Romans, the fourth chapter, and uh, I want to look at verse one, and then we'll look at verse 11 and 12 as well. Father, we thank you for this time we have together. We value so much your presence. We value your word. We value the Holy Spirit in this place. And so I pray that you would speak to us through the book and through your spirit tonight. Thank you for what's already taken place. I pray that eyes would be flooded with light, that windows of light would be opened to all of us. And we thank you, Father, for it ahead of time in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, "Amen." Amen. Romans 4 says, What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? And we notice in verse 11, he says, He received the sign of circumcision, the seal of the righteousness of the faith, which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision, to them who are not of the circumcision only, here's our key text, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our faith, our father Abraham. So we've been studying the life of Abraham, and we know that he has taken several steps, several tests, if you will, that the Lord had given him several uh, uh, instructions that if he would obey, then it would open up another step, and it would open up a greater step. And so we see that Abraham fully followed the Lord. He was the friend of God. And so we notice here in the book of Galatians, it says in verse chapter 3, verse 6 and 7, Galatians, the third chapter, and uh, 6 and 7, it says this. Uh, Even as Abraham believed God, it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are what? We are the children of Abraham. Now, why is that? Because in verse 29 it says, If you be Christ, or since you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed, and you are an heir according to the promise. And so we have the same faith, we have the same blessing. Because we are heirs with Abraham. As a matter of fact, we have been cut from the same faith vein that Abraham came from. Somebody says, well, what do you mean? Well, let me show you what I mean. Turn with me to Isaiah 51, verses 1 and 2. And we'll take a look at this again. Isaiah chapter 51, and uh, verse 1 and 2. It says here, Hearken to me, you that follow after righteousness, Ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock which you are hewn, and to the hole of the pit from whence you are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah also that bear you, for I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. So the context of this scripture is literally talking about a mine shaft. And what this is saying to us, that your faith and my faith comes out of that same vein that Abraham's came from. You are cut from the same rock, cut from the uh, same vein, and this faith that God has placed on the inside of you, we talked about trust earlier, is more precious than diamonds and gold. I'm telling you, trusting God is precious to him. We cannot please him without it. You and I are faith talkers, faith walkers, faith believers, and faith receivers, are we not? Just like Abraham. And so we're looking to that core from whence we came. And we're going to look at another lesson tonight about endurance. One thing that Abraham did is he endured patiently to the fulfillment of the birth of Isaac. See, the promise was made... But the promise did not materialize overnight. It took a number of years. And so many of you sit here tonight, you're pregnant with promise, right? And yet, it hasn't been delivered yet. But I'm here to say tonight, take take courage, don't give up hope, don't quit, don't cast away your confidence, because God is faithful. Faithful is he that has called you who will also do it. Some of you are pregnant with loved ones that have not yet come to the Lord. I'm telling you, they're on the way. They're on their way. Others of you are, are pregnant with, with a business. And maybe perhaps the business hasn't been doing too well at this point. I'm telling you tonight, praise God, better days are ahead. So don't you throw on the towel and don't you quit. In Genesis 21, we'll look at that in verses 1 through 3. Genesis 21, it says, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his what kind of age? Old age? His old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him, whom Sarah bare to him, Isaac. How many of you know that the word Isaac means laughter? Yes. It means laughter. I, oh, there was great joy when Isaac was born. I'm telling you, when you see the fulfillment of what God has spoken to you through the Word of God or by the Spirit of God, and it finally materializes, it's great joy. But here's the good news. You don't have to wait to get happy uh, until it happens. You can get happy right now. Amen? Amen. Say it with me real strong. The joy, the, the joy of the Lord, it is my strength. It is my strength. Oh, man. In verse 4, it says, And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God has made me to laugh, so all that hear will laugh with me. How many of you know when you get a breakthrough, it causes joy in your life? But if people really, really know how to rejoice, they'll rejoice with you. Amen? Hey, glory to God! When someone gets a breakthrough, we ought to rejoice as well, Amen. knowing full well, praise God, that God's no respecter of persons. Amen. Amen. Oh, like I said the other day, my son gave me a report on a, a church that was paid off down in Southern California, and uh, it was quite a large sum of money. So I hit Hallelujah Hallway. Yeah. Hallelujah Hallway is upstairs in my house. We lived there since 1988. I utilize Hallelujah Hallway as a time to rejoice. I run up and down. I rejoice. I shout. I dance. Somebody says, are you faking it? Yes, I start out faking it, but eventually I make it. Amen. (laughs) So there's been been some dark dances up there. Dark days. But dancing in the Holy Ghost and rejoicing in the Lord always will always lift you up. Amen? Amen. But Hallelujah Hallway in my house is also a hallway to rejoice. So I started running and shouting and thanking God for that church being paid off. And all the time I said, us too, Lord, us too. Amen. Pastor Tom was in our office yesterday. We're having a little meeting upstairs. And I've got a conference room off of my office. It's kind of where we meet and have staff meetings and pray and different things like that. And there's a big table in it. And he gave me the report of Mike Scheibler. If you would have seen Mike Scheidler a few months ago, you would have thought he was on his way out of this world. But Pastor Tom showed me a clip of Mike Scheidler. When we went to see him in the nursing home, he could not talk. He would just stare. He was not even hardly there. But God. But God. But God. But God. If you could have seen that clip, he's talking, he's intelligent. He couldn't move his hand, he's moving his hand. i tell you what, I got a new place in the conference room. It's called Lapping for the Glory, amen. So I started running around my conference table rejoicing, amen. See, it's good to rejoice when others get breakthroughs. And it's good to stand with one another and believe for one another and don't give up on one another. Aren't you glad the people didn't give up on you? I'm glad they didn't give up on me. I'd be in hell today. Hallelujah. We don't want to get it too cold in here, Usher, so turn it off or whatever. Somebody go, ha-ha. <laughs> Man, that was a great clip, Pastor Tom. That was awesome. I'm expecting the same thing with uh, Elva. You know, we, we face a lot of situations. There's a lot of circumstances that come up. Yeah. And, uh, but God. But God. But God. Amen. Never factor him out of the equation. As a matter of fact, put him at the top of it. Oh, yeah. he is, he is. Amen? Amen? Don't be intimidated by bad reports. Amen? And nothing intimidated by your adversaries. Which to them is a token of your salvation, but is also a sign. When you are not afraid of bad reports, when, ooh, when your heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. When your heart is established, it is a sign and is a picture to them of their soon, sudden destruction. Amen. Amen. And so we see this picture then of Abraham. We see this picture of Sarah rejoicing. And in verse 7, and she said, Who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah would have given children suck? For I bore him a son in his old age. Amen. This is a hundred-year-old man. This is a miracle. This is a lifelong dream. This is a lifelong vision. And it is laughing day. It is laughing day. But what I want to talk to you about briefly tonight, I want to talk to you about this. There's a lesson here for us as we follow in the footsteps of Abraham. Abraham didn't give up. He, didn't, he did not consider his own body now dead. He didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he stayed strong in faith. He gave glory to God. Amen? Now, I know he went into Hagar, he made a mistake, but how many of you have ever made a mistake before? God can regroup regroup our mistakes. Amen? Amen. Uh But this this is a miracle. But Abraham followed his heavenly father every step of the way. See, his heavenly father said, I've made you a father of many nations. I've already, in other words, it's a done deal. It's already done. Now, I am a God who calls those things which be not as though they were. And if you're smarter, Abraham, you'll do the same thing. And so Abraham is walking around. He's imitating God. Every time he looks outside and sees the stars, he's thinking to himself, so shall my seed be. He may look at the beach and see all the sand on the shore. And he looks at it and he says, so shall my seed be. Here's the point. He didn't quit. And he did not give up. Now, in Hebrews in 35, 36, let me quote it to you. And here's a paraphrase. Just don't throw away your trust. Amen. Cast not away your confidence. Because your confidence has great recompense of reward. That after you have followed your sta- those steps he's ordained for you, after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. Amen. But the bottom line is this. We must have enough on the inside of us to stick it out. I must, we must, we all must stick with God's plan so that we will be there for the completed promise. Amen. Now here's the primary area that people miss it in. They quit. Christianity is not a sprint. Christianity is a marathon. It is a race, and it is an endurance race. And I just want to just deposit this in your spirit tonight, how that you can be an enduring Christian. An enduring Christian. Let's look at James chapter 1 and verse 7. James, the first chapter, the seventh verse. And they're going to need to pull it up there says, don't let that man think that he'll receive anything of the Lord. That's not really what I want But look at verse 12. Let's look at James 1.12. Now let's read this together. Ready? Please read. Go ahead. Blessed. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them. That's a very interesting phrase. It is promised to those that what? Love him. Love him. So we must show him our love. And it says, happy to be envied is the man that will endure the test. Now there's all sorts of tests that may come our way. There's some tests that come directly from hell. Right? But then there's other tests of obedience. Okay? And so when we endure these temptations... When we are tried, God's got a crown of life for us. Now, I have discovered a secret for Holy Spirit-filled believers. Holy Spirit-filled believers have an advantage. Well, let's just cross that out. All believers have an advantage. Every believer has authority. Now, not all believers are walking in it, but every believer has the DNA on the inside of them to be world overcomers, world changers, and enduring Christians. Now, there's an awesome blessing that is available to all believers called the infilling or the baptism with the Holy Spirit. We were meeting with some people last night, and and we were talking to them over dinner, and, and I, was, I was telling them, you know, I grew up Catholic, and I gave my testimony and all that. And I said, but Brenda now, she grew up Pentecost, and she's been filled with the Holy Ghost since she was a little girl. And she's been preaching since she's 15 years old. And man, they really liked her. And uh, they said, we'll just talk to you about business, but we want to be entertained by her. I'm telling you what we, we were talking. Shoot, we were talking about the Holy Ghost, and these guys weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, you might don't, don't hide what you got. Amen. But they like that. Hallelujah. But listen to this scripture. This is awesome. Everyone says awesome. It's awesome. In Luke 24:49, look at this. Oh my goodness. Luke 24:49. I can hardly read this without getting happy. He says, Behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. But he says, Now tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be what? Until you be endued with what? With power from on high. Now, what does that word endued mean? What does that word endued mean? Does it mean clothed? The word endued means like a cloak, perhaps, of power that comes upon you. The Holy Spirit is within you, but he also comes upon you. So, this enduement of power is God's part of God's wardrobe for you. <laughs> Along with the armor of God. Yep. Be clothed. Be endued. With Holy Spirit power. Amen. Yeah. Now keep that thought in mind. In connection with endure. If you are a believer... This is available to you. But I want to connect the two words. Everyone say endure. Endure. And And endure. And I've written in my notes this phrase. There is power to endure when you have been endued with power from on high. There is power available for you. That will enable you to endure the most difficult test. When you have been endued with power from on high. Holy Ghost power to endure. Say that with me. Holy Ghost power power. to to endure. Now... When we think about the word endure, we're not just talking about grin and bear it. When we're speaking of the word endure, it's more than continue to exist or to cope or to survive. It is to overcome every situation. In what? In your attitudes. In your responses. And in your actions. I have a question for you tonight. Will the Holy Spirit help you maintain A spirit of faith. Will he help you maintain. I don't like the term positive attitude. Because it has too much of the world in it. But will he help you maintain. A spirit of faith attitude. Will he help you be controlled. In the midst of the fire. So that you do not respond. Respond out of the flesh uh, out of your emotions but you are simply responding to him Amen. and you're trusting him yeah, it's just like Daniel in the lion's den yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. we serve the same God who shut up the mouth of the lion yes. and that devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour But when you're Holy Spirit filled, and Holy Spirit controlled, and Holy Spirit endued, He may not devour you. That's got to be your attitude. Because the test is coming. There's most likely in the next 12 months to 24 months, a tremendous test that this nation will face. I don't know everything about it. All I know is we need to be praying. I don't know whether it's in the economy or whatever the case may be, but we must be praying and we must be cooperating with him and stay endued with power. Amen? Because quite frankly, brothers and sisters, you and I are going to be called upon by him to be a conduit and to be a dispenser of his love and of his grace and of his mercy to those that are hurting. That's all I'm going to say about that. But here's what to endure means. Endure means, hey, just stay on target. No matter how tough it might get, no matter how tight it may get, just stay on point. Stay on target. Abraham stayed faithful. He trusted his father, and as a result of his obedience and his faithfulness, his heavenly father trusted him. Amen. How'd you like to be known as the friend of God? Yeah. Yeah. Taken into his inner counsel. And showing you things about the covenant. Oh my goodness. Listen to the statement. Show me a person. Who does not endure. And I will show you a person. That will not be found faithful. And will not fulfill. And will not finish their course. On the other hand, I believe I'm looking at a company of faithful people. Hallelujah. I think you could say a bigger amen than that. Will we be found faithful? Will we fulfill? Will we finish all that the Lord has for us? Look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Galatians the sixth chapter and the ninth verse. Galatians six and verse nine says, "And let us not be weary in well doing." Do you suppose Abraham had some days where he was weary? <laughs> Have you ever had a day where perhaps you were a little weary, or maybe you were a little battle fatigued? Anybody ever been there? You know, that's why we need one another. Amen? Why? Because if I'm waning a little bit, perhaps in my spiritual strength, I can call upon Brother George, or I can call upon Brother Doug, or I can call upon Pastor Tom. And what they can do is they can take their shields of faith, and they can stand around me and cover me, and build a canopy of faith around me until I get stronger. Yeah. Right? That's the value of being in community with one another. Yeah. Listen, folks, there's not a one of us in this auditorium that doesn't need prayer. There's not a one of us here tonight that have never, ever, ever been weary before. Yeah. Now, we know that we can whip weariness, but we must take an honest assessment of where we are really at. And if we need help, we should not isolate ourselves from one another. I do not believe in the lone ranger mentality in the body of Christ. You know, Lester Summerall said this, the first banana that leaves the bunch gets peeled peeled first. Now, notice this. And let us... Let us not be weary. Holy Spirit, come along and say, You're doing good. Chin up. Look up. Stop looking down. Stop looking all around. You're doing good. See, the devil is a taskmaster. Have you discovered that? He will always tell you you're not doing enough. You're not praying enough. You're not giving enough. You're not in church enough. Matter of fact, you're less than the least. He's just speaking out of his experience. (laughs) He's speaking out of his filter. Because he is less than the least. And he'll never be enough. But oh, the Holy Spirit will come alongside and say, okay. You missed it over here. But you know what? It's a new day. I know I'm speaking to somebody tonight. And so you're doing well. Now, here's the word. For in due season, you will reap. what? Reap. Say this with me. In due season, in due season. I will reap, I will reap. Because, I will because I will not faint. Have you discovered that He gives power to the faint? Yes. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. But they that wait, oh hallelujah, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. What will they do? They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They'll what? Run and not be weary. weary. They'll walk and they will not faint. So the key there is don't get in fear. Don't get upset with yourself. Enter into rest and spend quality time waiting upon the lord and as you do he will elevate you above the test and enable you to see what he sees he will enable you to begin to declare the end from the beginning and see the end from the beginning you know eagles have eyes not like human beings And when you're a dude with power from on high, oh, God's given you a set of eyes right down here with the ability to see. Hallelujah! Just raise your hands and say, I'm going to mount up in 2016 with wings as an eagle. I'll run with the vision. I'll pass every test. I'll not be weary. I'll walk, I'll walk and, I and I will not faint. So, just like you can go to a gymnasium or you can have a gym in your home or do whatever in your home to make your physical body strong, you can do something with your spirit man to make it strong. Now let me just quote to you a verse, Proverbs 18:14. it says, "The strong spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity." Now) If a person's spirit is weak, when the test comes, it's not a good thing. But the stronger you are on the inside, the less you will be moved by what's going on on the outside. Amen. This is this endument. This is this clothing that comes into your life and strengthens you with might. By the Holy Spirit and the inner man. I was on the elliptical today and I brought my phone with me. Because I got all the prayers on my phone. Man, I'm telling you what, that hour went by so quick. I'm sitting there. I pray, Lord God, for the people in this church. That they would prosper and be in health as their soul prospers. I pray that they'll be strong. I pray they'll be healed. Just praying and praying and praying. Under the unction of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen or something. Amen. So don't lose heart, don't grow weary and faint and acting nobly and doing right for in due season or the appointed season you will reap just like Abraham reaped if you do not loosen, relax or your courage and faint. It may be difficult on your flesh because your flesh is looking for a way out. Your flesh will always want to go the other way But your spirit wants to go Yahweh. I know that was kind of cute, but it works. (laughs) My last statement tonight is this. Sometimes we need to endure unpleasurable things, unwanted things, unexpected things. But remember this, that God has endowed us with power to endure. Did you get anything out of tonight?